All right, Teague, we're live. All right. How are you doing? Fantastic, thanks. What? Wait a minute. What fucking up? What number episode is this? Does it not? Does it not say the, num- the, the episode number? I don't know, man. Get out of here. I must have put the episode number. I don't know. I mean, my life's. I'm it's, it's, looking at this. And it's I the don't day I tried to number. live, but I feel like I got. Had oh, it was just fucking. Uh, no, it's episode fifty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. It was just like this, yo. <laughs> Oh, I'm man. like, dude, there's no fucking episode number that I touch it. It's like, oh yeah, episode 58. No, 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 I've got my shit together. Uh, on point. I'm, pr- I'm pretending my shit's together. It's um, good. I gotta call this up in big. Here we go. Uh, do I have all my tabs? My tabs. My precious antique tabs. Okay. Uh, so yeah, episode 58. Welcome back, everyone. We're here. It's a Tuesday. And uh, back to the real intro, and uh, it was a hell of a day. Public transport was a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. My 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 life is. Uh, it would chaos be too? Uh, no, I don't think chaos is too. My life is chaos at the moment. Uh, trying to buy a condo, it, it is requiring a how to describe it an uncomfortable level of attention. Let's put it that way. Uh, well, I feel yeah, fair enough. I mean, I can't imagine, <laughs> but I feel like a purchase of that size should be uncomfortable. <laughs> you raise an excellent point. Yeah, you know, you're mean, right. You shouldn't be. You're right. Sort of careless about this and uh, not stressing about every fucking detail because, like, dude, no. like that's crazy. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, a three hundred seventy-six thousand dollar wait, no, three hundred seventy-five thousand dollar purchase. Yeah. Not something that you want to just sort not of chump change, man. No, um, it's not. Chump you don't want to sign over. You don't want to sign anything um, without <laughs> no, really never, thinking it through. Never done anything like this, man. It's uh, fair enough. I mean, it's terrifying. It's exciting. You know. Um, I hope it goes well. Knock on something. That's wood. <laughs> That's wood. Um, yeah, no. So it's just it's been a it's been a chaotic week, man. Yeah, fair. There's there's so many things that have been like yeah. I mean, I've got stuff done despite that. You know, like I, it's it's a testament to how how much more mature and adulty I am now than I used to be. That I can I, I can still function despite mm. the fact this is going on. You know. Yep. Uh, like we're recording an episode. That's great. Yep. You know, even if it sucks, even if it's pure dog shit, it's but, still an episode. Uh, <laughs> I also kind of you know it's it's actually really nice to be here too because. It's like a, a a really refreshing like uh, just dip back into normalcy. Right. Fair yeah. enough. Like, and, and it really gives me the opportunity to like I don't like when I'm here, I really don't think about the outside world for like a couple hours. Unless you're reading contracts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things still have to <laughs> still have to be done. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just a mod- you know like I was telling you before. This is everybody could just zone out for this. This could yeah. be super boring. Uh, like I was telling you before. So they finally agreed to, I'm like, what, you know, is the people selling me this condo, even if they listen to this podcast episode, the transaction will be complete by the time they do. So I can really pretty much say whatever the fuck I feel like, I think. I don't know, man. There, you read the contract, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that fine print about podcasting? Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe you're not allowed to talk about this that, shit. That fine print about, uh, what's the really fancy legal word for when you, you talk shit about people? Slander, is it? Yeah, I think so. There's, there's slander and libel, and I'm, I'm never really sure... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't sign an NDA, right? You're good. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, not to my knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So they finally they were being total jerks about the uh, the door, the blatantly obvious door that they that, that that needs to be that doesn't even fucking open, and the inspection report says it doesn't fucking open, and everyone who's seen it has seen it doesn't fucking open, and like I mean to the point where like I almost broke the damn thing when we visited the condo for the first time because I was like about to open the door to the balcony and like whoops. Like, that's a little, like, pull a bit, and it's like, starts to kind of, you know, 
do something awkward in the frame, and I'm like, okay. Should have just ripped it out. <laughs> Should have just ripped it out. Let man. it fall and have to fix it at that point. Right? right? <laughs> but they're like, you I mean. not yet. <laughs> they're like, yeah, don't worry. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, the door, it's totally cool. It's uh, it's actually not, you don't have to worry about that at all. It's 100% the, the condo syndicate's responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, and who fucking pays the condo syndicate? Like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I fucking know it's the condo syndicate. Like, I'm 17% of the condo syndicate. Like, mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so they finally, they finally, they agreed to exactly 1,000 less. And my agent was like, I got you 1,000. And I'm like, fine. Absolutely. <laughs> that is, he's like, uh, I know it's not, not what you're hoping for, but we're, I was able to get 1,000. It's better than nothing. And I'm like, you are right. It is incontestably better than nothing. Definitely. I accept. <laughs> now you it, just got to find someone to fix it for a thousand bucks. It's just enough money for me to, in my head, give a little middle finger to these people who don't want to fix their damn door. You Not know? Yet. Like, I mean, anyways. So that's finished. It's done. Good. It's done. We, we accept. It's fine. I'm happy that they at least at least weren't just like we're completely unresponsible mm-hmm. like it's a uh, even if it's not as much as i was hoping for it's it's a nice still just acceptance of like there is something here yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah which is always I mean, it's not it's not like a thousand dollars makes a difference over 25 years it doesn't you know mm-hmm. but it's kind of the principle you know oh yeah i mean it's uh, it's, <laughs> but, uh, it's something for sure it's something it's something anyways um that was a lot of talk about me how are you doing i didn't ask didn't ask you about yourself at all yeah you did i'm fine did i mm-hmm. Good <laughs> enough, right. thanks. moving on <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean you know we're gonna ad lib this a little bit uh we had an extremely well worked out structure uh I, I i can only speak for myself but i'm a little tired well, me too. I don't know how you're feeling. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's late. There was public transit issues, so you know, we're just we're gonna have a chat. We'll talk. We'll talk some news, um, but uh, you know, hopefully, there's just the, there's some enjoyable discussion, and that's uh, that's good enough for me. There you go. It's it's a that'll do pig situation, I think. That'll do. Um, so yeah, I mean, the game awards uh, got announced. I don't even know um, why they have awards. It has to every fucking <laughs> award better go to Elden Ring. But you know, every goddamn award is gonna go to Ragnarok. It better, it better, man. I mean, Ragnarok looks great, and I mean, like, I'm not trying to dispute the quality of Ragnarok, right? It's like, it's not about that. It's more, but you know, already on IGN, I mean, so these these the, the award nominations came directly from Jeff Keighley. Uh, IGN has like sort of like a recap article called "The Game Awards 2022 Nominations Sees God of War Ragnarok Leading with Ten Awards Nods." So it has already three more awards. It has three more award categories nominated for than Elden Ring, and I'm already just kind of like shaking my head, like. Yeah, well, we know what's gonna happen. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, though, Elden Ring is in like pretty much every single category. Yeah, um, which that's is good. awesome. You yeah, know? No, now I it's mean, just gotta win that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to me, this is a no contest. It, it, it's a no contest. It's a no-brainer. Ragnarok is gonna win all of it. <laughs> I mean, it's Elden Ring clearly should win these. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. You're probably be. right. No, no, dude. People, um, then too many people got a hard on for this uh, God of War shit, and um, <laughs> and fair enough. I mean, uh, a lot of people like it because it's 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 something, but. I don't know. <laughs> it, I haven't touched. I haven't touched it, so I'm. You know, anything I say about it is uh, just speculation. But for sure, for I sure. well, I mean, you know, we're, it's not complete speculation. I mean, we have seen reviews. You know, we've seen Metacritic scores. <laughs> I've talked to friends who, who who are like examining content. Like, it's not, and it's for me. It's it's not about God of War Ragnarok not being good. It's just no. about. It's just. It, it's. I mean, and, and I don't mean this derogatorily, even though it may sound like it. It is quote unquote just God of War. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's not. 
I mean, people are saying it's you shouldn't look at it as a sequel so much as a um, what's the word? Conti- thinking continuation of the story. Okay. Like it feels like it flows really naturally. So it's like you know, it's not really a sequel so much as it's just like it's telling More. the final chapter of the story. Right. You know, which actually sounds good. Like I mean, mm-hmm. that, like that sounds like a really great way to. I would prefer that than a sequel kind of, yeah. kind of thing. Um. So I'm I'm happy to hear that people say that about it. Uh. But it's. That's the thing. Is it's just continuing the story of a game that we that already, already know. That already got Game of the Year and won every other award, right? Yeah, I mean, contrasted to Elden Ring, which has completely broken open the bounds of what's possible in the gaming space, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the issue here. Is that like the it's like even like all discussions of quality aside, you know, there's a clear difference here of like one thing is doing things that no one's ever seen before, and one's just redoing stuff that it. Did successfully last time. I want to sing the one of these things is not like the other song from Sesame Street. Right. Um, but anyways, like it's and it's not to reiterate. It's not at all about God of War being bad. No, That's not no. it. It's just yeah. People Elden... like it too much, and um, people like it doesn't it matter much. how good Elden Ring is. I, I really feel like it's just going to go to God of War. Yeah. Like yeah. everything. Um, I mean, VGAs is also exciting because uh, there are sometimes big announcements. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Right, so who knows what will happen there. I think they're scheduled for December 8th, is it, I want to say? Yeah, they're scheduled for December 8th. So, you know, sometimes there's exciting game announcements or maybe some updates on things we've, we've uh, seen but have gone blank for a long time. There's always that. But what, what this really got me to think of was really just how little came out this year. Mm. You know, like, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, like, the nomination categories, like, there's some good shit there, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's not like it's, it's absent of good shit. It's more just like, yeah, I can't... I, like, it's shocking that there isn't more things filling categories than just Elden Ring and God of War, essentially. Yeah, Horizon, you know? Stray. Yeah, I, get, I mean, that's... Plague that, Tale is in quite a few things. Right? I should apologize. No, that's true. Horizon is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was really big. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was glossing over that. That's but, true. But also, I feel like that doesn't... That's sort of in the same category as God of War to me. It doesn't matter how good it is. Yeah. It's just, it's more of something that was really successful and good. Yeah, it um, deserves to be there. It mm-hmm. just doesn't deserve to win, maybe. Maybe. You yeah. know, but it and for sure deserves to be nominated, right? And like, based on raw numbers, I don't know. Maybe it has more players, more enjoying it. Like, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe some categories it actually does deserve to win. I just... Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm all about the Elden Ring. And, uh, Same here, man. Yeah. That's, I just want to see them win. I mean, <sighs> Elden Ring is music, like... Music, though. Come on. You can't fucking... Really? Like, what... The music category, right? Uh... Best score. Like, you can't... It's not... Oh, no, okay, best audio design. You have a best score. Like, doesn't it have amazing fucking music in Elden Ring? Yeah, it does, yeah. And, yeah. like... Their, their, their games are really... I'm, I'm actually intimately familiar okay, with, Okay, like, no, a lot sorry, of sorry, sorry. It was the name first. That's why I was like, why the mm. fuck is that not there? But then I see it's the, the guy, Tsukasa yeah. uh, Saito. Tsukasa Saito? Yeah, Tsukasa. Um, yeah. yeah, Saito, I, I recognize the last name. I think he composes a lot of the other, uh, like a lot of the Dark Souls and a Dude, lot of it's the Bloodborne. So fucking epic! And it's so really good. good. Like yeah. makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, you know the intro, yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro music, like, come on. Yeah, nice to see it get both score and music nomination and also audio design because mm-hmm. they really both are all of it. The sound that like creatures make and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is so like, um, yeah, it's really. I mean, including like stuff that you don't really even think about that much, like the sound incantations make or the sound your sword makes when all it swings. It. It's all like, of it. It's also perfect, you know. Um, and I mean, it really is a testament to Elden Ring that I, I, it's like take it with a grain of salt because my personality is such that I think we both kind of like to play the same shit a lot. You know, like like when we get into something, we tend to play it for a long time. Is, is that true for you? Yeah, I guess it's um, true for me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm a little conservative in in my experimentation. You yeah, know, like well, I, I don't try much. 
Yeah, like when I find things I really like, I tend to just like really like uh, sink into it. Yeah, I'll just play them like nonstop for like a really long time. You know? Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, no, fair enough. Me too. I try to break out sometimes, and like you know, like I'll, I'll talk about later 190X for 198X, the indie game, for example, or Signalis that I just played. Like I really push myself to break out and try things that I feel are really appealing to me, like um, you know, just artistically, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. You know, I'm like that with everything. And video games is no exception, you know? So mm-hmm. in some ways, what I was about to say is take it with a grain of salt that I've been playing Elden Ring since it came out. But the fact that I've been playing it since it came out, and I I mean, I still, like over this past few weeks, um, few weeks? Two weeks, excuse me. Even though it's been so chaotic with the condo stuff, like, it's a comfort game for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I uh, when I sit down, by, like, I can't play multiplayer when I'm tired or anxious, but just sitting in the world of Elden Ring and like looking at the surroundings and like fighting a few bad guys it's like completely relaxing hmm. you know I mean I don't I don't know like it feels so good to me hmm. you know like it's just it's comforting it's like something I know it's always fun it's like it's always got this sort of aura of mystery around it you know like it's still like enemies sometimes still surprise me and For like sure. the, you know like I'll, I'll die unexpectedly sometimes like it stresses <laughs> me out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Man, I gotta... Yeah, someday we gotta beat that millennia. For sure. We got her next time. I might... Um, like, at the rate it's going with my samurai... I mean, I'm playing extremely casually. Like, I just play, like, an hour or two every few days now. But, like, he's already 111, I think. Like, hmm. he'll be there soon, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, why was I saying this? Yeah, Elden Ring... It really is a testament to the game that I have been playing it in various forms since it came out. For sure. And that's been the only core game that's dominated my time. Hmm. Right? Like, there's been, like, exceptions. Like, there's been deviations. It's true that, like, I did play Deathloop all the way through. Um, and I, I, so I played that in entirety, and I wasn't playing Elden Ring during that time. So it's not the only AAA game I've played, but um, it's the one that really captivated my attention. And you've come back to. Yeah, and it, like, it's kind of... It, it, we talked about this before, I think, but, like, I mentioned previously on the show... When Mike was uh, telling me all about his builds. Oh shit, sorry man. I gotta make sure the light's on outside. Yeah, was no it worries. on when you walked in? Pardon the brief interruption. Uh, we had to go attend to something and we're back. Uh, and I was right about to say, yeah, like when Mike was telling us in the group chat before just about his exploits in Elden Ring and like, oh, I just did this, I just did this, I fought this boss, I found this cool thing, I'm trying these daggers, it's really hard, but I'm trying this now. And he's just like going all through the story. It's like, like, I'm, he's asking a bunch of questions, too, so I'm, like, telling mm-hmm. him a bunch of, like, you know, oh, yeah, if you get this thing, it gives you these kind of attributes, or, like, right. don't worry about this, because you can respec later, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it completely just, like, that... Pulled you back. That's what got me to start another, another samurai and be like, yeah, maybe I'll just try... You know, I never really tried the samurai. Like, I'll, I'll take a katana this time. Mm-hmm. I'll do some incantations. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, it's cool. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, it really is a testament to the game that it's that easy to pull me back into its world. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I mean, we can. You know, do you want to? Do you have much to say about uh, game of the year stuff? No. Like, if it's to me, I'll really quickly just be like, you know, what's some, some what's some neat things that got uh, nominated? I think Stray getting nominated for game of the year is it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's clearly not going to win. No, but it's a really nice. Um, what's the word? Not nod to the game. Claim that yeah. they can, you know, uh, claim yeah. to fame. Sort of. Well, we were nominated for Game of the Year when we came out. You know. Yeah. No, it's a fantastic claim, and you're absolutely right. That is something they can put on their box. Mm-hmm. You know, like nominated for Game of the Year. Blah blah. blah. Um, it looks like a really neat game. I still would like to try it. Yep. Yeah. I guess this episode is probably going to come out before the sale ends. But you just saw it on the store for like, yep. was it fifty percent mm-hmm. off or I don't remember some percent off. Yeah. But it, it's it's on sale. I think it was cheap. Yeah. It was like I think it was like 25, 30 bucks. 
That's a reasonable price. Yeah, if I hadn't just bought Evil Dead, I would probably check it out. We'd probably get that. Yeah, but I gotta. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm gonna be a condo owner now, so I gotta limit my expenses, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, best game direction. Nothing shocking there. Uh, pretty much all the same stuff. Stray was in it again. Best narrative. I like that Elden Ring got best narrative too mm-hmm. nomination. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, it's a it's a really undersung part of the game that it has competent narrative. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But they have to because of George R. R. Martin, right? I suppose. Yeah. Did I? Did we talk about that article about George R. R. Martin's involvement in the game on the show? I think so. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay, because I Mike sent me an article about it that actually that he was like, oh, it's it's um they explain what is what his actual involvement was, and it was really fascinating. I, hmm. I was like, I kind of it made me regret sort of like talking so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, again, but they named him and not That's Kojima, just it. right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not Kojima. Um, God, what's his face? Uh, oh my bad. Miyazaki? Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, it's, yeah it's really just so because they was... called it George R. R. Martin's Elden Ring. Exactly. And that's the only thing. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how much work he put into it. No, neither it's, do I. It's Miyazaki's that's, Elden Ring. That's insulting. Like, just period. Like, uh, hands that's down. it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but it it's you know it is interesting if he actually did do a lot of stuff. Again, yeah. I just don't care. Man, it I mean... was more about how it was made out to seem you know like, yeah I, I don't give a shit I'll try and read that article again and maybe we can have a I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in the next episode just because sure. it was it was really neat yeah it was something like I think it's like they worked backwards like like they created what is it yeah yeah something like maybe Miyazaki made was describing the world of Elden Ring and then was being like what I want you to create is a history that can lead to this hmm and I'm like, that's really kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyways, what else do I have to say about this? Art direction, scorn, uh, unusual in that category. That right. makes sense. That yeah. game was uh, really, really weird. Nice to see that nominated. Um, best score, music, not much to say here. Um, unfortunately, Metal Hellsinger is not a game I'm familiar with. Um, Playtale Requiem. I yeah, I mean, I this game, that game has a lot of hype mm-hmm. uh, for being like a mid-tier project. Uh, I don't really know much about it, but that's cool. Is that, that the sequel nominated. to Plague Tale, or is that just... that's the sequel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, cool idea. First one. It is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I for, from everything I've heard slash you know testimonials about that game, I feel like it's an interesting product. You know, mm-hmm. um, audio design. Gran Turismo, interesting, I suppose. Call of Duty, that's kind of fascinating. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, Elden Ring, no surprise. Uh, what is there that's... Best performance I thought was funny. I initially read this category and I was like, oh, they mean like frames per second. <laughs> uh, awarded Apparently awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture. Kind of a cool category. Like, I'm really happy to see this category. I also, one thing that makes me a little sad, um, not to throw shade on any of these nominations, uh, they all seem, I mean, they all sound very appropriate, um, but, well, is actually Birch really that good? I mean, gosh, I don't know. I'm personally not a huge fan, but, yeah. I like uh, God of War, Christopher Judge. Like, I like the actor. Hmm. You know, I feel like he, he, does a, he does a nice job. Less so the kid, but... Uh... God, <laughs> and the talking don't, don't head is kind of cool, yeah. I never actually saw the dog again. Yeah. Never got far enough to... It's not that far. I bounced off it real quick. <laughs> yeah, man. That's yeah. like... I feel like you get that like... I don't know. Maybe I played it more than I thought. I mean, I played a couple hours. Really? You know? Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. I thought you I got that I played a couple hours. Right away. 
Yeah, can't have been that right away. Uh -huh. Yeah, maybe I forgot. No, I don't think I forgot. I think I remember a talking head. Uh -huh. I, I, I usually, I, this sounds weird, but I like talking heads in video games. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just cool because you put it on your belt, you know? It is cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a talking head in like Monkey Island or something, and I, I fucking I remember loving it. There's a talking head in Baldur. Is it in Planescape Torment, an old D&D? It's like a, the kind of Baldur's Gate style. Same thing, but in Planescape world of D&D. Nah, inside baseball, but anyways, yeah, yeah. it was cool. Um, one thing I did think was kind of a little sad was I was like, I, I wish that, I mean, I, I know this is going to sound like I'm just saying Elden Ring should be in every category, but Elden Ring doesn't get recognized for its voice acting a lot. And the thing with Elden Ring is it's not an individual actor, right? It's like, it's really the tapestry of voice acting. Mm. And I feel that I wish Elden Ring would get, would get acknowledgement for that because Elden Ring as a whole has some of the best video game VO acting I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And all their games do. They're known for that. Um, they're they're all incredible. Um, especially, you know, they redid... I'm actually not positive, but they at least remastered the voices in Demon's Souls Remake. Okay. I don't know if they re-recorded the VO, but they at least remastered it. And, like, their games just have incredibly captivating voice acting. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, there's sure. there's not much of it, but what is there is, like, really draws you in. For you sure. Know? Like, I can remember characters in Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls is probably still my favorite, I guess. I, have to pick. I don't know. You know, it has a really special place in my heart, but, like, there were weird-ass... Like, there was a fucking Cheshire Cat character in Dark Souls, like a talking cat that, mm -hmm. like, leader of the, like, Forest Covenant that, like, gets you to, like, join her band of, like, merry forest defenders kind of thing. It's really cool, actually, if you join her covenant, like... Anybody in this one area of the game, this big, this giant forest that's like really, you have to go to the forest to beat the game. Like it's it's plot essential. Um, anyone who comes in that forest, if you join this covenant, you immediately get pulled in to to kill them. Hmm. It's like yeah, their whole goal is just to defend the forest, hmm. and it's like a nice way to like if you don't want to do random PvP, you can join this guild and you'll just get pulled in sometimes. Huh. That's, that's one. Cool. That's one thing I miss about Elden Ring is like I really love the Covenant system of Dark Souls, and I was mm -hmm. hoping they were gonna make an even better, like more fleshed out Covenant system for Elden Ring. Okay. And with the multiplayer, I feel like it could have used that. Mm -hmm. You know, like because their multiplayer is all there. It's just they don't really they don't do much with it other than let you do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they don't really explore it that much. I guess. Yeah. Anyways, um, but all that to say, like that Cheshire Cat character had some amazing voice acting, and their voice acting always like sells the NPCs. You know? For sure. Anyways, um, games for impact, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I never feel particularly good about categories like this, but uh, mm. looks like some interesting things, I guess. Uh, the only title I even recognize is Citizen Sleeper, which is like a weird, um, it's like a cyberpunk choose-your-own-adventure game that actually did look kind of cool, but I largely don't recognize these names. Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. This kind of shit is usually, like, how to say it without being too harsh, uh, maybe impossible. Um, I feel like they're always just games that are, like, the shit that Kotaku will rave about. Right. And, like, no one actually wants to play. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even the best, like, like it's not even, like, the like good indie game category. It's just mm -hmm. literally just thought-provoking. It's like, okay, well, you know, thought-provoking without also being a good game, you know. I guess it could be, well, I could sort of see it being... Something. <laughs> my my take on that kind of stuff is like for me, it's not it's not cool to be um, thought provoking without being a good game. Like that just doesn't. It's like it's not. I feel like that's not respecting the medium of video games. You yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the part where it bugs me is that I feel like a lot of it's a lot of the times things with like I mean they literally say a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning and it's very strongly worded. But games like that I feel like typically are just not that fun. 
mm -hmm. you know, or don't use the medium. They don't have to be games. They could have been like movies or books or, you know what I mean? Right. But I mean, so, I, feel, I feel like it could be almost like plot, you know? <laughs> like if it's, if it's that much of a mind, like yeah. something that really jumps out at you. Some of them do it well, you know. I just don't trust an awards show like this to be able to tell me what those Fair things enough. are, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's probably just a popularity contest, but I don't kind know. Of, I don't of. know what I'm talking about. We'll see. Uh, best ongoing game, nothing surprising there. A bunch of MMO stuff: Apex, Destiny, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, Genshin. Best indie game, kind of cool. I mean, Neon White was that crazy. <clears throat> it's like um, it's like a runner. So it's a JRPG that's like a, you dash, you're oh, dashing right, constantly, right, right, right. and it had, uses card mechanics. It looked funky. Cult of the Lamb, I hear, is amazing. I don't know too much about it. Sifu, happy to see that nomination. Stray again. Tunic is a game that I definitely was really intrigued by this year that never tried, but would kind of like to. Hmm. You know, uh, everyone says it's really cool. Um, so I don't know. I mean, um, <laughs> Vampire Survivors best debut indie game. That's hilarious. Um, that game is. Do you, do you know what that is? No. It's like um, they call them. What do they call them? It's like Cookie Clicker. You know what Cookie Clicker is? No. They're like uh, there's a cat. There's a category of game that they're called. They're the games that you idle games. You don't. You basically don't even play them. Hmm. It's like like in Vampire Survivors. It looks kind of neat, actually. I would kind of like to try it. It's like hordes of enemies come at you from all directions, and the only thing you do is you move your character up, right, left, down. Hmm. It's the only thing you do. Like, you don't... It's like you, you pick up items, you get better, you level up, but you never do anything other than just move up, up, up left, right, down, you know? Hmm. So it's like very minimal control over the game. Kind of cool, I guess, you know? It's an interesting idea. Yeah, you know, it's sort like, of like a cell phone game. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. sort of like a cell phone game. Yeah, like a really fun cell phone game. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the idea. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... I don't know. No Man's Sky, nice to see a nomination in Best Community Support. That's They, they do support, you know, that is... Um, like you were saying about... Uh, we were having a conversation about Fallout earlier. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see recognition for uh, supporting the, the fans. Yeah, I take issue with their Best Action, Best Action Adventure. Which one? Best Action Adventure or Best Action? Both. <laughs> to me, what, what part do you take if you issue with specifically? To me, they're both lacking Elden Ring. I mean, I I understand that because I feel I think it's that, not really an action, but it's a fucking action game. Come on, man! Like, it really is. It really you is. You can't do anything without yeah. fighting like ridiculous amounts of people, right? I, I feel like they're probably not allowed to put things in multiple categories, so they probably just felt that for whatever well, reason it fits Horizon better in RPG and Plague Tale. But they well. put it in RPG. Yeah, but right, they RPG? also put... Oh, no, they didn't put Horizon or Plague Tale in that. Yeah, it looks like what they're going for is that something can only be one category. Mm. So, like, God of War can't be in three different... You know what I mean? Because I don't see any repeats. So it's okay. like, they got to put it somewhere, right? I guess. I mean, and if you read the description of RPG, for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences, I mean, I can see why you'd think it would fit in that category. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, um, you're right. But um, really, my issue is just again anything that doesn't <clears throat> isn't straight up Elden Ring. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I mean, is there anything really that cool in these categories to call attention to? I think it's kind of yeah, it's sort of all I got to say about it. I mean, you know, game awards are silly and a little fun. All awards are. All awards are. Maybe we'll get some fun game announcements. Who knows? At least Elden Ring's getting recognition. Yep, that's good. You better know, be game of the year, man. That's all I'm saying. It fucking better be, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bullshit that God of War gets game of the year. I mean, <laughs> no offense, but I'm not surprised. Neither not neither am I. You know? No, neither am I. And like, and again, you know, it's we're not God of War haters. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> it's not that God of War is bad. It's just that Elden Ring, you it's can't, better. you gotta acknowledge the advancements in the industry, man. Okay, pardon the interruption there. Uh, we had some, some technical difficulties related to the uh, rapid consumption of a pizza. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, we're now back. Um, I don't really have anything more to say about the Game Awards. No, me neither. So we'll just move on. Talk about real quick what I've been playing. Do you want to lead or should I? Go for it. Well, it's uh, actually a little bit more interesting than it usually is this week. Or this bye week Yeah, I finished Signalis. Nice. Yeah, Signalis... I feel the same way as I did before. I'm glad I beat it, um, but it kind of it, it falls into the category of it. Sixty percent was really cool and fun and different, and it forty percent made me want to kill myself. Hmm, that's not good. <laughs> like just banging my head against really, really mostly just the horrible backtracking between rooms and like. I mean that's a pass, but barely, right? Like yeah, yeah. I mean fuck. But the really tough thing with Signalis is that that 60% was really interesting. Mm. You know, so it's kind of, it's it falls squarely, squarely into the category of like, Meh. it's weird, it's different, I can't recommend it really, I can't not recommend it either, I don't know, you know. It's a, but it, I also, I can't say it's not a unique game because of this. Yeah. You know, well, like it has go. some different stuff and what's really cool about it is the way that the guy who created it, uh, or the rather the, the, um, the two-man team that created it, played with like um, you know perspective and story delivery the way they did the mood and atmosphere was really nice the puzzles were like um, what's the word uh, organic in a good way like they, they just felt they didn't feel like puzzles so much as like oh yeah I think I saw that you know in the message back in the computer at the desk over there there was a message about like this person's birthday and now there's a note over here about I put you know I forgot the password so the, the reset password is my, my daughter's birthday or something mm -hmm. you know just like simple puzzles like that, that yeah. like are very Fun. Yeah, very like appropriate in world, not too complicated. Um, it was I don't know, you know, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, well. I'm happy I, I finished it, but uh, I wish I could recommend it more. Yeah, you know? oh well. Um, anyways, uh, so I so I finished Signalis. I did my nephew. My nephews were over for a weekend, and I had one of the one of the most fun playing with the kids experiences I've ever had. This game, 198X, which is a, uh, a it's like a weird indie arcade game, kind of. It's uh, hard to describe. It's like it's half an ad an adventure game in the sense that it delivers a lot of story. Like there's a lot of cinematics, you mm -hmm. know, like long cinematics too. Like it's like there'll be a chunk of gameplay and there'll be like a literal five minute cinematic, and then it goes back to a chunk of gameplay, back okay. to a five minute cinematic, and it does this throughout the whole game till it's finished. There's mm -hmm. only like five gameplay slices, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a lot. Um, yeah, it's a weird game. It's really cheap. It's fourteen bucks. Very appropriate price. It lasts about, if you're good at games, maybe three hours. Hmm. It's super short. Um, but was, what was really cool about it is it's... The story is about a kid who grew up in the 80s who is, like, coping with their family issues, kind of. See, this is what I would put into the category of, like, this is a perfect example of this is, you know, games with a social message. Right, right. It has a really cool... So it's, like, a message about how you can cope with your parents' divorce and stuff. But it's cast all completely through gameplay. You know, like, yes, there's a story, but it uses... Like, it, it couldn't not be a game. Right. It would be impossible for it to not be a game. <laughs> because, it, it, yeah, it's like... So it's about this guy, chick. It's kind of cool. They have, like, a 
really androgynous sort of sounding dude. I think it's actually a girl who does the voice, but she's very like sort of sounds gender and like you can't really tell. Mm -hmm. You're constantly like, is that a chick? Is it a dude? So you can kind of, it helps you to sort of like, you can easily put your, like anybody could put themselves in. Like I sort of imagine themselves as the character, you know? Right. Um, which is kind of, and the graphics are, they, they also like the kid is like a little androgynous looking. Uh, it's really beautiful pixel graphics. And I found myself watching the cinematic sequences almost like I was watching a TV show or something, you know? Like it was just really cool voice acting. And then she always, the story always comes back to, I think of it as a girl, I don't think it's even specific in the game. Um, she comes back to being like, okay, you know, it always ends with, I was, so I went back to the arcade and I like went back into the basement or I went back into the, the, the seedy underbelly of the arcade and then like you play a different arcade game. Okay. So it's like five different arcade games. There's like a space shooter with like, a, like our type kind of. Mm -hmm. There's like a Miami Drive sort okay. of thing. You know, there's a ninja game where it's like it's like Ninja Gaiden sort of, right. early Ninja Gaiden. There's a, there's a dungeon crawler where you play like wizardry or something. And it just goes through all these different game genres for like really small pieces of gameplay and then that's it and you're done nice it's cool yeah it's really cool it's kind of like it's I don't know man it's like it's weird the first time I played it I, I was like the dialogue annoyed me and for, so for whatever reason this time I was completely into it hmm. you know like so kind of a w weird relationship with that game but I would recommend it Cool. Like, uh, like, yeah, now, especially after trying it. And the cool thing was also, it's like, I was able to pass it back and forth with the nephews and even the niece, you know? And she's pretty young. She's like seven, maybe. Uh, she doesn't really play video games. Mm -hmm. But they were all able to just, like, play for a bit. They die. They pass it to the next person. Right, right. That's you know, cool. it's kind of, yeah, it was, it was, it was really nice. Um, and besides that, a little bit of Elden Ring. Nothing new there. Evil Dead. Uh, that's, yeah, I guess I can say, because that will be on sale... It's the sale I've always I, I've finally been waiting for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the the fifty percent off that I've been promising I would try it for if it ever goes fifty percent right, off. Right. So the sale is actually on until the end of the 29th. So when you hear this, I believe it'll be Monday, and that should be the twenty seventh, maybe eighth. Okay. So just in case, if you listen to this on Monday, Evil Dead is probably still on sale. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I bought that. I've played it for all of like. Honestly, I was so destroyed last night after doing condo stuff and like all the Monday chores that I was just I just stared in menus mm -hmm. for like an hour. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was it was kind of fun. Yeah, I was looking at all the different menu options. It's got a really beautiful. It's like it doesn't have the best UI, but the menu looks really pretty. Mm. And like it just there's like an artistic flair about the whole game that I just kind of really appreciate. Okay, nice. I have no idea if I'm gonna enjoy the gameplay or not, but um, yeah, just looking at the characters and like comparing their unique abilities, like which is like really fun. It's like yeah. There's like 12 of them or something, you wow. know, like a lot, you know, yeah. uh, and they don't have big differences, but they have small differences that you still want to think about, like which one you're going to play as. For know? sure. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, so I tried the tutorial for like uh, this morning, actually, for like 15 minutes, got through the tutorial. So I know the basics of the game and I'm probably going to, I'm going to try it soon. And I don't know. I mean, it, um, it feels like I, I'm, what's, how to describe it? What I've seen of the game so far makes me think that it might not be that bad a game, actually. Mm. Um, like, I was really surprised by the fact that it doesn't feel janky. Um, like, you know, when you when you go in the tutorial combat, you fight some demons. Like, all the hits feel crisp. The animations look decent. Like, everything feels right. It doesn't feel like uh, the physics are awful or something. Right. You know, like, right. it's just pretty decent. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to, to keep trying it. Nice. It's, nice. uh, it's got cool mechanics of like you know that you can like you get afraid and you have to like f find a light source so the, a, right. co a collectible is like matchsticks 
Like okay. you, you have like you can only carry three matchsticks, but then <laughs> that can let you light a lamp or something. Nice. And then that's simple enough to just let your fear level go down, which like I don't even really know what it does yet, but I think it allows the demons to possess you, maybe. Okay. It's bad, whatever it is. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's kind of like you know, there's a few collectibles in the game, but it's pretty simple. The like it really looks like pick up a gun or a or a, or a knife and just swing away. Hmm. And there's not too many things to like manage. You know, okay. like you got like colas to. to Shemp, Shemp's Cola for health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got an amulet that gives you a little bit of like shield. Okay. It's just like in Doom when you have shield. It's like extra health. Okay. Yeah. You know, just a little extra health bar. You got the matchsticks to light the things to make your fear go down. And other than that, it's just like either a gun and an axe and go go to town kind of thing. You know? hmm. But uh, it looks interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. I'm excited to try more. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that's really all. That, that's kind of all I got to say. Fair enough. How about you, man? Uh, just a little bit of um, hunt. Just a bit, not too much. Did you ever get that? Uh, I sent you a screenshot the other day. I don't think so. Oh, it was in the uh, PSN. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I got it. Okay, yeah. No, it was. Um, you know, it tells you how many monsters and people and stuff at the end of a game. It was a good. Uh, it was a good round. It's, it's <laughs> a very good round. Twelve kills. That's pretty good. It wasn't all me. Um, I only for got, your team. Yeah, just me and me and Bobby. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, Bob, but Bobby's a fucking like. He's a nut. He's, he's he's actually good at this shit. Yeah. But I got four kills. I was like, God damn. I mean, that's pretty fucking good, man. I'm pretty happy about yeah. it. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but I especially uh, because you're in you're in the higher you're, you're higher skill levels. Dude, it's a body, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was a good game. Uh, again, I've had a couple of good ones and a couple of shit, obviously. But uh, sure, still awesome game. Love it. Uh, gonna play a couple more, I'm sure, at some point. Maybe tonight. Tomorrow, awesome. Yeah, I'm probably gonna try Evil Dead when I get home. Fair enough. I'm embracing myself to get disappointed because I, I'm, or rather, I'm embracing myself for the moment when I realize it's actually not for me. Right. But that hasn't happened yet. Good. Good. <laughs> so I will keep going until it does. Nice. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll move on to some news. So on to number one, Phil Spencer. Call of Duty will continue to ship on PlayStation, quote unquote, as long as there's a PlayStation to ship to. I'm getting this off IGN, uh, November 21st, and IGN is getting this off a report made by New York Times, which I can't read because I don't subscribe, but I can tell you the title, Can Big Tech Get Bigger? Microsoft presses governments to say yes. So pretty much this is a news article that actually came out about three weeks ago, October 31st. This is just a little update. So the initial article from the 31st original story reads, Xbox's Phil Spencer has said that should Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard go through, the company will continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, quote-unquote, as long as there are PlayStation consoles to ship to. On the also Same Brain YouTube channel, uh, Phil Spencer said... We're not taking Call of Duty from PlayStation. That's not our intent. Our intent is not to do that. (laughs) And as long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship to, our intent is that we'll continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation. Similar to what we've done with Minecraft since we own that. Um, And then the update to the story is, yeah, according to New York Times, Microsoft doubled down on its verbal commitments to keeping Call of Duty on the PlayStation platform by offering PlayStation a 10-year deal to keep Activision's popular shooter on the system. So these are just a few updates about what's, you know, the current, what's going on in this sort of massive acquisition thing that's been Mm -hmm. just going on forever. Um, I feel like they've been saying this the whole time. Not quite as strongly, but yes. I mean, no, <laughs> yeah. I just assumed it, and then they sort of, I, I feel like, confirmed my assumption. And pretty much. Now pretty it's much. just like, yeah, I get it. There was talk earlier of um, 
Yeah, initially, uh, Phil Spencer reiterated that earlier PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan had revealed uh, earlier this year, sorry, that Microsoft only offered actually three additional years for the franchise to stay on PlayStation after existing agreements expire. So there was something they had previously worked out. Who knows the exact details, but it looks like they had said three years. Now they're saying 10 years. I don't know what to say about the whole thing. It's like, I feel like it's funny that... I feel like it's funny that Phil Spencer is still saying the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't worry, Call of Duty isn't going anywhere. Don't worry, Call of Duty isn't going anywhere. He just constantly has to repeat himself. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where it's a little comical, I feel like. I, I don't care anymore. I'm like, fuck it. Also, I mean, if it's really... If they've promised PlayStation 10 additional years on, X, on, on PlayStation, first of all, you know, it's possible they continue doing it after that. That mm. doesn't mean they necessarily have to stop. No. And also... You know, I mean, if PlayStation can't do something about the fact that Call of Duty is not going to be on PlayStation in 10 years, then I feel like at some point in time it kind of becomes on PlayStation. I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can't you can't worry forever that, like, one single intellectual property that you don't own is, like, generating all your money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that no. can't be the equation. Like, like, if it's not good enough 10 years, then... I think it's reasonable to have to fix that problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? By developing your own IP, developing your own properties that can succeed. Like, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole thing is funny. It's being held up in UK Competition and Markets Authority also. Apparently, City of New York and US Justice Department too. Um, I hadn't heard about that, but I had heard about the UK portion. So we still don't know if it's actually going to go through, but... I don't care. <laughs> I mean, do I care? You know, I think at this point in time, I kind of also don't care. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. My real only concern is, like, I... What's the one game that I... Yeah, I guess it's really only Diablo. And I don't even really care that much about Diablo anymore. Like, I care, but, like, whatever. You know, also, I could probably manage to play something else, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've played a lot of Diablo, too. I think you'll find something else. (laughs) Anyways. uh, I don't really have anything more to say about it. What do you think? Me neither, no. All right. Moving on to number two. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt's next-gen update arrives this December. News November 18th. I got this off IGN. IGN got this directly from a post on Witcher's official Twitter account. Uh, CD Projekt Red has stuck to its promise of a fourth quarter release by confirming the December date. This only applies to the digital version of the game, with CD Projekt Red saying that a physical release date will be announced later. So, news is just that uh, actual port's coming, finally, December 14th. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt gonna get its, its PlayStation 5 port. It's free. Uh, free for everybody. Right. That's kind of all there is to say. I mean, it's... A port from a PS... Oh, no, it was PS4. Well, it's always nice to get... I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's cool to have your hardware just sort of, like, give additional little benefits to old stuff that you have. It's kind of also, like, if you were a person who was thinking about playing The Witcher, then might as well get it now. You know what I mean? Like, the price doesn't... I guess I tried it a little while ago, and I found it too old. I was like, nah, there's other things that feel better. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And so to port it, um, really? I mean, like, maybe it'll feel better, but I sort of doubt it. Like, a remake of it would. Yeah, yeah. um, A PS5 version of it is just kind of like PS5 version of Skyrim, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Um, you have a really good point. It's kind of like we are in a bit of a... Yeah, when it's only one generation earlier, it's kind of like, is it really... It's like what's the what's a port gonna what's a PS5 port gonna fix or solve, right? Like it might even just exacerbate existing issues because you'll you'll notice how not right it feels more than you would have before. I don't know. I, don't I know, just you know. I just found it felt um, weird compared to you know it wasn't that long ago. It was like maybe six months or so. Yeah. I think I tried it out again. And I was just like, nah. Like it had a different feel. You know. Yeah. It'd be the same as if I played. Uh, 
Assassin's Creed Syndicate, you know, yeah. or something like that. And it's yeah. just it's just dated. Yeah, it, so. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I'm not excited about this myself, but I feel like I guess it's. I assume it must be nice for the fans. Well, because of the the show, brought up the popularity on it, right? That's so true. It, it does make some sense for them to do it, seeing how they did get a spike in people playing it yeah. after the the show came out. True. But, um, again, it's more. It just falls into the I don't care category. Yeah, you know? I hear you. I hear you. I guess I also saw I saw one of my PlayStation friends playing Witcher Witcher the other day, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, well, I mean, it's great for them, I guess. Like, if some if people are actually playing The Witcher. Then you might as well just benefit a little bit more from like the extra, you know, ray tracing, hardware acceleration, increased yeah. FPS. Maybe it will feel yada, better yada, too, yada. but I just don't. I don't see how. I mean, I doubt it. It'll probably just look better, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, that's better than nothing. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Like my real estate agent told me earlier today, that's better than nothing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, to number three, Bethesda left speechless by fan-made live-action Fallout seventy-six trailer. Do you want to take us away on this one? Dude, that was fucking dope. Uh, that's all I have to say. It that, was amazing. That was a cool-ass thing. I'd love to see a show. Nah. They just they just fuck it up, I'm sure. But um, based on that trailer, I'm like, I would love to see more. You know? Uh, yeah. Just that... Well, I don't know. It was... It re-sparked my uh, interest in Fallout, sort of. Not. It didn't really make me want to play it, but it reminded me how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it gives like, you nice tingly feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. very yeah. well done, very cool. I got the stuff IGN, and IGN was just getting this for, directly from the Fallout account. This fan video capturing Fallout seventy six live action left us speechless. All caps. Uh, I don't even know what to call that emoji. Shocked emoji. Ryan Curtin uh, at Infectious Designer on IG, Instagram, and YouTube did an incredible job directing this. And yeah, it's just I mean, like Teek says, it's a really really cool, incredible live action trailer. Looks gorgeous. Yeah. Kind of shocking that it's just like a fan that made this. I mean, it's really yes impressive. No. I mean, yes and no. Like there, there's That's a quality a level. Fan. Yeah, I know, but like there's, there is some decent fan stuff. Yeah, you know, but it's still fan made. Yeah, it, like yeah. it's there's a level. Yeah, and you can see the level. But yeah, it it looks good for the level. Yeah, it apparently has. I mean, I don't notice this these things, but it has like a lot of nods to the video game too. Like, I don't catch any of them because I've never mm-hmm. tried it. But uh, they're listed. Like IGN was listing all the different like things that are like all the different little sort of e- not Easter eggs, but like nods yeah, yeah. to the video game. You know, I got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hear you. I was also kind of. I just thought it was like a fun little video, and it really it got me asking a lot of questions about Fallout seventy six. Sure. And it's what so. like two minutes. <laughs> Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, no, and it's 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 really cool. It's really cool for any Fallout fan. It's just a really beautiful. Fan-made uh, followed style video, super cool. Big um, fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and I just we checked their followed seventy six on the store after it's on like some sort of massive sale at the moment. I think it's like twenty six bucks. No, it's thirteen bucks. Oh, thirteen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everything else is twenty six. Yeah. Was 13. Yeah. I, I don't know when the sale is on till, but mm-hmm. uh, for thirteen dollars, I will seriously consider that. <laughs> just because that is very very low. I mean, come on, it's a pack of smokes. Well, also, like, I mean, you, you, because you tell me, we were talking about this earlier, um, how, just how much it's come from the inception. That's what know? I remember, anyways. Again, it's been a long time, but I do remember it being an outrageous dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, like, really unfucking believable. And then it slowly but surely did improve quite a bit. And um, I, I, as long as they went, they kept on that trajectory. Yeah. I'd imagine it's probably pretty decent now. Yeah, from and everything I, mean, I heard. Even, it was even decent back then. Like, I mean, it, it they still did, had something. They did do a lot of work. And again, I don't think that. I just feel like they kind of. Um, 
offered too much or they were trying to do too much right and well whatever it's uh, flew flew too close to the sky yeah man yeah Icarus it happens it happens but hey uh, <laughs> awesome trailer yeah and uh, yeah if you get it I'll try it again I'll play it again yeah I might yeah I'll, I'm gonna think about it seriously at least mm-hmm. I mean also 13 bucks I mean, come on 13 bucks is not a lot yeah mm. is it another like 140 gigs thing though yeah it's big as fuck Oh, Conan I think it's, is no, I don't like, think it's like ridiculously that big. big. Conan is huge. It's too big. <laughs> like, come on. You gotta try it. Man. I had to delete stuff to, to install it. <laughs> 140 gigs. Fuck yeah, man. No, is it that big? Yes, it is. Or it's like at least 120. Yeah, I think it, uh, it's over 100 for sure. I think it's like 110, and then I think SIPTA is like another 40 or something. Maybe. Or like yeah. 30. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the source. I have no idea, but yeah. it's a lot. Well, one thing's for sure I couldn't install it unless I deleted Conan first. So <laughs> if I do purchase it, I'll wait till I play Conan. Then Right. the code and then move on to Fallout 76. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll I, see. I don't think it's epic. I feel like it's probably like 70, 80 gigs, though. Here's hoping. Yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, but all that to say, yeah, it got me curious about the game, too. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number four, Bethesda responds to Mick Gordon's Doom Eternal allegations. So this is, we're not going to get too far into this. This is November 18th. Um, do you know the sort of Mick Gordon Mm-mm. big story thing? So pretty much, you know, Mick Gordon, the composer for Doom, I believe he's do- it's both Doom Eternal excuse me, Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, who I remember my good buddy Dan from my from our old office days was always like, he kind of convinced me, like I didn't, I always knew that I played Doom 2016. It's actually one of the better games I've ever played in my life. It was really good. Um, I don't really even like that kind of game that much, but the game was so incredible that mm-hmm. it completely captivated me, even though I don't really like standard FPSs. No. The game was crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the music was incredible, and my friend Dan was like, he kind of really got me to understand just how much of a genius McGordon was. He's like a little bit of a, he's a bit of a D-bag, like a bit, bit D-bag in the sort of like, I'm so smart sense, you mm. know what I mean? Like, he's very, like, conscious of the fact that he's a genius, you know what right. I mean? But he is really, he's really good. Well. Um, and he has some really interesting uh, sort of, yeah, I think Dan found me like a, a one hour long uh, I didn't watch the whole thing but like a one hour long video of like him explaining his like the way he just how he did the music for the game mm-hmm. and it was just really fascinating like well. it's really it's uh, like his work is like pretty it's pretty out there it's like really impressive yeah you know yeah anyways so Mick Gordon was the composer for both of the games and let me find yeah he just wrote a really huge post on medium it's something like it's supposed to be a one-hour read. It's like, it's so big that it has a table of contents, and it's it's so well structured. Like he he took the time to like really really. It's very well written. It's like a completely as as an editor, it's like completely free of like spelling mistakes and like punctuation mistakes too. It's cl- like clearly put a lot of work into it, and it has a table of contents, including like a button for like here's the summary at the end if you just want to read if you want to cut out all the bullshit and like mm-hmm. go straight to it. But he basically gives context and like proof from his perspective including some proof where he can of a summary of all the shit that Marty Stratton gave him over the course of working with him with Doom to, to make Doom Eternal and Doom 2016 the music they did all this stuff to him I mean this is all alleged right mm-hmm. like and it, there's it's really funny because there's like massive there's massive shit on both sides like he was originally claiming this back in like 2020 when there was like a big disputes over the soundtrack because they released a f- soundtrack for, to the game and the fans were like what is this bullshit soundtrack it's like doesn't have the same it's like the music is not the same and then uh, the composer Mick Gordon was like 
yeah, that's because they like didn't really get me to do it with it. like they got they used an alternative soundtrack and they cut me out of the process and that's why it's not. <laughs> hmm. So that was the initial controversy and then id Software responded with some st- some sort of statement. Uh, then it went back to Mick Gordon. He released a statement. Then there was like a big slander thing from well a- alleged slander thing from Marty Stratton on Reddit uh, that was like tearing Mick Gordon apart. Um, then it's finally back to, you know, Mick Gordon now is, writes, writes this huge Medium article defending, like, all his perspectives. Basically, he claims that, like, they used, like, at least half the music that he created, um, he wasn't paid for, because they said they weren't going to use it, and then they later just used it anyways, and they mm-hmm. never compensated him. Um, also, he was, like, cut out of creative processes uh, to do with the soundtrack and then blamed for it later. Hmm. Like, he was blamed for a lot of the failure of the game when they didn't even want to... They, they just didn't want to work with him. Or they were forcing him to work on levels that weren't even finished and, like, constantly moving the marker as the levels are getting finished and, hmm. like, rewriting his work constantly. And it's just this really horrible, horrible process. Right. And basically, they blame it all on him. Okay. Pretty much. Whether it's true or not, I mean, you know... Who knows? You can make your own decisions, right? But... What I can say is that the media marketable is really fascinating, and the whole saga is kind of interesting. Yep. Um, and the the cool thing about Mick Gordon's defense is that it is very eloquent too. So it's kind of like a, it's a bit of a compelling read, you know. Okay. Well. Regardless of whether you believe him or not, I suppose um, it's really funny, man. So and then I'll say one more thing before we move on, but because again, this is a little bit beyond my ken. But this is interesting. So this is from four days ago. Bethesda responds to Mick Gordon's Doom Eternal allegations. Uh, this I'm getting off IGN. And this is an online statement published uh, uh, by Bethesda. IGN's getting it directly from them. So, in a statement published online, Bethesda says Gordon's account of Doom Eternal's soundtrack development, quote-unquote, both mischaracterized and misrepresented the team at id Software, and that Bethesda, quote-unquote, unequivocally support Marty Stratton, Chad Mossholder, audio designer, and the team at id Software. Bethesda adds that it rejects the distortion of the truth and selective representation of incomplete facts. You can read the company's statement below. And there's the full statement you can see on their official Twitter, probably on the website too. Um, it's just, you know, it's funny because what we have here is too, like, I mean, it sounds like a very typical this sort of legal thing, mm. but they're just 100% being like, no, 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 no. All of this is definitely not true. Mick Gordon is being like, no, 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 no. All of this is definitely true. Right. And it's like... Let him go to court, and then maybe I'll Who care. knows, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really funny, though. It sounds like they... Um, it sounds like they shafted him out of a lot of money. Hmm. That he should probably just get paid for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently, they also offered him six figures to like essentially shut up and go away at one point in time. And he was just like, nah, I think I want to... I think I would like you to admit that you, <laughs> you yeah. know, did all this nonsense. <laughs> Anyways, it's a funny story. Okay, huh? Yeah, it's, it's a, and like I said, the Medium article is a really interesting read if you're curious. You know? Yeah, they just um, need to go to court. That's it. Sounds like it, man. Yeah, sounds sounds like it's definitely not gonna it's not gonna get settled in the court of opinion on uh, Twitter. That's where uh, and that's what the courts do, right? That's what they do. Yeah, it certainly sounds like uh, Mick Gordon has a case. So uh, I mean, maybe he doesn't feel like it anymore. He might just be tired, mm-hmm. you know. And I get the impression from reading parts of the the Medium article that he just wants to like. I want to put my account out there in case anyone's curious enough to read it and move on with my life. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? One thing I did notice that I'll mention before we move on, is, which is kind of cool, is that apparently, and this blew my mind, but Mick Gordon is now... Let me just find... It's like a really, really small mention at the bottom of one of these articles. Yeah. Uh, Mick Gordon apparently is now currently listed as the composer for the upcoming game Atomic Heart. Hmm. And I was like, wow. Well... That's interesting. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a really talented guy, so that that bodes well, you know. Moving on to number five, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty will be a paid expansion CD Projekt Red confirms. 
Uh, November 18th, I got this off IGN, original source, Games Radar article of the name Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty will be a paid expansion. It will cost you, but probably not as much as a full game. Probably not as much as a full game? Yeah. <laughs> what that, the fuck? That's exactly what I said, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I know, I know. Have you ever seen an expansion that is as much as a full game? Uh, no. I mean, the fact that you're saying just, that... I didn't know that was a thing, honestly. I mean... Well, apparently CDPR's global PR director, Radek Grabowski, confirmed that, quote-unquote, as for the expansion, pricing we have not revealed exact details yet but it will be a paid one i don't think they're really i don't think there's any cause for that sort of alarmist uh dialogue i think that it's just the the the, ti- the, the cost is unknown mm-hmm. and they're just speculating that again i've just never heard of an expansion that costs the same price as the game neither have i let me just look really quick and see if so, they're actually basing this on anything i don't think they are though well i mean just the fact that you would say that is fucking weird Yes, yeah, CD Projekt has not confirmed exact pricing, but Grabowski did say that, quote-unquote, our expansions are traditionally cheaper than full-price games, obviously. Traditionally? Traditionally, What yeah. the fuck, man? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I guess that's where they're getting it from, is the traditionally. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... Now, that, that, that kind of creeps me out. That makes me think that they are actually going to charge an arm and a leg for it. Yeah, maybe they will, yeah. I mean... If so, go fuck yourself. I, that would be a really interesting way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be very curious to see what happens if they do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. It's just, you know, uh, it's confirmed that it's paid. Some people were imagining maybe it would be free. I got to be honest, earlier when we were talking, mm-hmm. when I thought that they had said that they were, would make the expansions free in the future... I went back and checked pretty thoroughly, and I think I misinterpreted that. Okay. Yeah, because I found, I was able to find at least five or six different articles from around end of 2020, early 2021, right when it came out. They had said that they were going to offer free DLC. Right. They didn't say... uh, All DLC will be free. Yeah, and they also didn't call it an expansion. They called it DLC, Mm. which now makes sense because they did release a lot of free DLC. Okay. And now I... But I was reading into that expansion when I read that. Right, right, right. Because I was assuming in my head with the bad PR around the launch that I was like, it makes sense to give people a big... Chunk of free. Yeah, a big chunk of free content, and I was assuming that would maybe be an expansion, but also, you know, they have kind of mostly fixed the game now it's a long time after it happened it's like more than two years Mm -hmm. you know so is it more than two years my goodness yeah it's almost two years since it came out yeah anyways um, I mean I was hoping it was going to be free because I thought that I'd read that in earlier articles but I mean the the DLC sounds interesting Um, this pricing rumor stuff is weird like the way that he phrases the pricing of the yeah no that's very weird that is strange. I feel like they 100% could not... Like, I don't think that that would fly. You know, having, like, a even a $60 expansion, it's like... It should be, like, 40 maybe? And it depends on how big it is. You know? 29.99. Like, if, it, if they add a massive map... 29.99. Then, like... I mean, I'm with you. But if they at least add a massive map, I could maybe believe 40? Yeah, no, I could see that. But too. 60 would be, like, insane. 38, right? not 40. dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. um, But I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's a curious expansion. And, like, you know, because I like the lore of Cyberpunk so much, like, if it is supposed to be good, which I have my doubts about, then I will probably check it out just because I like the lore of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, certainly not if it's $60. But if it's a reasonable expansion price, then... Um, yeah, exploring, like, uh, working with the, the President of the United States of America actually sounds pretty cool to me, so hmm. uh, I would be into seeing how that shakes uh, out, but um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say about that. Fair. So, moving on to number six, Dead Island 2 has been delayed again. <laughs> Big surprise. I think we already knew that, right? I mean, 
Come I on. didn't think it was going to be Man. Dude, I did. Uh, I've been saying you should. This, I mean, I've been saying this for years about yeah. Dead Island 2. I'm yeah. like, whatever, man. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't want to hear another fucking word about it <laughs> until it's out. And I just don't care. Like, oh, man. How many years ago did, like... E3 2014? Yeah, man. So, come yeah. on. Like, who cares? Like, really just... Is it really 2014? I'm doubting myself. Yeah, it is. It's Dude, E3 2014. So, come on, man. This isn't news. This is just, like... You should have should have known that when they said that there was a release date that that was fake news. Well, the um, real th- yeah, I mean that's 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 the right the real thing was what you're saying is mm-hmm. like just don't if you want to come back strong it's fine you want to reannounce that the game's actually being developed you want to reshow it you want to get everyone excited just, just don't give a date exactly just show the footage you've learned your, you whatever. don't you know I'm, I'm they with didn't you learn 100%. their lesson and whatever. I just don't care. They did not. They did not. I mean, IGN summarizes this for us. Um, I got this directly off... Uh, sorry. IGN summarizes this. They got it directly off the Dead Island Twitter account. I'll just read a little snippet from the tweet here. The delay is just 12 short weeks, and development is on the final straight now. I do kind of like the message they put with it. The new release date for Dead Island 2 will be April 28th, 2023, and I'll read this little... Uh, It's kind of cute, actually. So here's the note that they wrote to the fans. Dead Island 2. We have some important news to share, so let's rip that band-aid off straight away. We are delaying Dead Island 2. The new release date will be April 28th, 2023. The irony of delaying delaying Dead Island 2 is not lost on us, and we are as disappointed as you undoubtedly are. This delay is just 12 short weeks, and development is on the final straight now. We're going to take the time we need to make sure we can launch a game we're proud to launch. For those of you who've been waiting for years, thank you for hanging in there with us. In the meantime, I'm one of those people. In the meantime, we'll be releasing an exciting new trailer and gameplay at the Dead Island 2 Showcase, which will premiere on December 6th on our Twitch and YouTube channels, as well as on the Dead Island website. So, as far as delay announcements go, I actually thought that was kind of nice. I don't know. Uh, I like their tone. Like, I feel like it's, uh, it, I don't know. I mean... That's good for you, bro. <laughs> I'm also just excited to see that they're going to do a showcase, because mm. I'm like, yes, that is a good idea. Like, at least, you know, if, you, if you're going to delay... If, Show us something. If you can show people that there's nothing wrong with the game, like the game isn't a pipe dream, like it's just the systems work, you know, like there's something there, like it's not a total mess, I think that's a wise idea, you know. So it sort of, it encourages me that maybe it really, it just is a short delay for polish. And what they're going to show is going to look pretty, you know. Decent. Yeah, like there's something substantial there. That'd be cool. But listen, December 6th, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I will be. You I will, will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not paying attention. Shit. 100%. 100%. On to number seven. Uh, this is just a really quick mention. Atomic Heart has an IGN first exclusive at the moment. So they have a couple. These IGN first exclu- exclusives, I think, are one month long um, sort of uh, exclusive interview gameplay stuff they have. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like a bunch of different uh, videos on IGN that show various. It's just gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's just gameplay of Atomic Heart. And. It's not the developers talking, I don't think, but uh, IGN is, like, narrating the whole process. Hmm. I think, like, with their help or something. Okay. So they're, like, explaining what's going on. When, like, like you know, oh, you're going to you loot robots here, and then right, like, this right, type right. of combat is, like, smash all through loot, the game. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's one called sm- Smash Loot, Smash Cycle of Robot Destruction. Four robots that will try to kill you. It's cute stuff. I watched these videos. I mean, I'm so sold on Atomic Heart that mm-hmm. I don't need anything else, you know? I kind of almost I just don't really want to see more at this point no. in time. I'm ready for the game to come out and I want to play it. It looks great. Um, but I watched enough of the videos to just make sure that like they, they still seem like the the gameplay looks fine. I don't see any immediate issues with like there's no jank on, on display right. kind of thing. Right. Like So it really looks totally cool and if you want more information about Atomic Heart you can go to IGN because they have this really nice sort of uh, review coverage at the moment. Excuse me. Exclusive coverage at the moment. Right. Um, that's pretty much it. 
Fair I enough. Mean, I will I will be playing this when it comes out. That goes without saying. I'm sure. And last but not least, Callisto Protocol has an official launch trailer. Trailer came out November 17th. Game releases December 2nd. What do you think of the trailer? Looks pretty fucking... Looks like a good trailer. Yeah. Like a very good trailer. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was really impressed. Yeah. I've been consistently more and more impressed by by what's coming out of... Is it uh, Cold Iron Studios? No, Striking Distance Studios. Mm-hmm. So Cold Iron is the Alien Spire team. Right. Um, yeah, I've been consistently more and more impressed with what's coming out of Glenn Schofield's team. And I kind of... I think it's really cool that... I mean, A, I'm happy that he's making like a sort of a spiritual successor to his game I guess yeah. you'd call it you know uh, not a sequel and not really a remake either but like really spiritual successor I guess seems like it um, but to come out of like a brand new team that's really cool and just like in a sea of like shit getting delayed like we recently had Atomic Heart delayed Dead Island 2 just got delayed now I think it's just really impressive that it for all intents and purposes it looks like he's gonna hit I mean it's well, December 2nd right you can't put out a delay so, now if you do no, that you can. then you can go fuck yourself like, he can't he won't no he won't it he has won't. to release now nobody's right kidding. I mean we don't actually like we haven't had the official news it's gone gold so it's not like a proven fact like it's no, not but still but you, still I feel like you'd hear it more than what the fucking three weeks uh, four weeks ahead they're clearly leaning into it right because they're releasing a really really cool launch trailer mm-hmm. it looks totally awesome like mm-hmm. I really dig the trailer too I think it, it's a really beautiful blend of like just enough story stuff and just enough action. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because everything I'd seen so far really didn't seem like much story. Yeah. Like, yeah. I figured it was kind of like Dead Space. Well, no, there's story in Dead Space. 100%. There is, there is. But, but not so many. Not people. a lot. Yeah. I mean, you see that guy get killed at the beginning. Yeah. But. Not a lot of like other people in the world. You don't come you. across many, no. No, in this trailer, you they see they see these like robots finding him in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then like other space station people talking to him. Yeah, like it seems like there's at least some people in the world. I'd like know, to see it if it was a movie, you know, like it looked interesting. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, I just I I thought it would be nice to just call attention to him because he's hitting his release date. <laughs> it seems like it so far. And like, can we can we give someone credit for actually hitting their release date? Because yeah. like, Jesus, guys. <laughs> credit where it's due. So many goddamn delays. Um, Fucking ridiculous. It's, it's intense. It's intense. I mean, I guess since we're here too, uh, uh, might as well mention really quick that um, we didn't talk about this last time, but, you know, it is canceled in Japan because they can't, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, get it together with the Japanese ratings board. They just won't accept well, we don't actually know what they won't accept. No. But in theory, they won't accept the intense, uh, you know, gore and like uh, visceral stuff on display. Who knows, man? Again, there's just something. But I just they're a little funny. Uh, we didn't talk about this last time. No, we we meant to, and we I think we cut it. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm just curious to see like what the fuck is in here if the Japanese don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, me so, too. I'm just thinking like Ichi the Killer and stuff, right? I don't know, man. I don't Some know. Weird I mean, shit out of Japan that's like, wait a minute. Totally. This shit was... Yeah, really violent. Like, uh, like uh, this well, is to okay? Us, so, yeah, like, no, what? I know. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I got the, that, that was doing the rounds. I got that information about it being canceled from PC Gamer, I think was one of the original sources. And with a really amusing subheading, Japanese regulators have zero patience for gore. <laughs> Computer Entertainment Rating Organization. Um, but basically, they said that they can't give it the go-ahead rating, and Glenn Schofield's team was like, well, him and his team were like, official response of, we don't feel that we can remove the things that you're taking taking offense to without... Changing the game. 
without changing the game in a way that would impact it negatively. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, it's cool. We'll just not release Japan. And I felt like that was a really strong... Well, you'll still be able to get it, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like it's going to be... Uh, I don't know. Well, PC Gamer actually notes in the same article, which is kind of funny, uh, this... Uh, whatever Ciro's reasoning, the replies to the tweet announcing the cancellation are filled with Japanese players upset at the news and dissatisfied with Ciro. It's worth noting, by the way, that they are refunding all the pre-orders, so there's nothing like weird going on there, of I course. Mean, come on, what are obviously. you like... um, More than a few of the fans are slyly asking if the game's overseas releases still have Japanese language options, <laughs> hmm. which would be one slightly laborious way for dedicated fans to still get their hands on the game, despite Ciro's rejection, because like you point out, I mean, I don't... As far as I know, I don't think these systems are region locked anymore. So I think you can just buy it somewhere else. I feel like they used to be for sure. For sure. For right. sure. Because I famously bought Resident Evil 4 the first time by accident on eBay from UK, not knowing that... Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I bought a dead disc for like 100 bucks. That's insane, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know, you know. No, I mean, no, no. It was, no. It was I mean, the first it's, time. It's silly right? that they do that with this. Like, it, it always is weirded silly. me out with It DVD. is silly. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, uh, it's silly, man. I was talking to my friend Dan about this just briefly over over Messenger chat a little while ago because I it reminded me of him because he was always talking about how one of his favorite games was Manhunt, you know that Rockstar game, and he's he's from New Zealand so they had you know they I think Manhunt was banned in New Zealand, okay. a bunch of Rockstar games or a bunch of I I feel like they're a little notorious for banning oh, hyperviolence, Grand Theft Auto and stuff, yeah. yeah that kind of stuff. So Manhunt was outlawed and. Um, he always we we've talked about this multiple times how like he used to like it and like part of the appeal is kind of like because it's such a like taboo thing right you know? right right um, and he he said in a message to me indeed the banning of the game just makes it that much more appealing that was the irony of the New Zealand chief censor describing Manhunt as having quote unquote no redeeming features that hmm. description is the biggest accolade that a game could be bestowed <laughs> it elevates the game from I'd like to play this to I have to play this game yeah now. totally I'm with and him. I, yeah I, I'm kind of with him 100% you know like if anything it just makes me a lot more curious about what's in this game for sure but that's um, like fucking basic like that, that. I mean that happens with everything right it's um, one of the best you can't do it and like oh yeah best press you can get yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's I mean that's all I got to say about it. Like oh, it's a, it's a neat looking game, man. Um, it is, it is, and, and it's gonna make know. its date, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, and I if it reviews well, I might try it. I don't know. I mean, Me too. I'm I'm curious. It's like not really like I said, original Dead Space. Like I liked it. It didn't hold me forever, but I played like 70% of it, and I, I enjoyed it. It's a little bit too scary, <laughs> but. Uh, Fair I still think this game looks really interesting. You know? That's the thing. Sometimes I don't want the horror, you know? Like, it's a little intense. I don't want yeah. that level of fucking just like stress and shit. And yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's too yeah. much for me. I'm too old. You got to be in the mood for it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really, uh, yeah, it's like even Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8. It's like, mm. I, I got to be in the mood for these games. Yeah, I dug it, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Not more. Yeah. Fuck, way more. I don't have the same drive. The same gusto? No. I hear you, man. I hear no, you. Uh, well, I still, at least, if anything, I'll be definitely uh, keenly looking into the reviews when it comes out. For sure. And I'd love to uh, watch people play it. But yeah, playing it yeah. myself, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Like, I'd really love, I wouldn't mind, like, a skill up, mm -hmm. uh, sort of skill up For recommends long, video about this. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah, hoping yeah. he's going to recommend it. But yeah, like a nice long, like, 20, 30 minute uh, mm -hmm. digestion. Or even people streaming it could be fun. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But I think that's, uh, you know, that's all we got for you this week. Um,. I'm too tired to even wrap the show to you. Dude, fair enough, man. What else can I say? I'm kind of brain farted, too. It, these are not the, not ideal conditions for us tonight, but, uh, you know, we do our best. Mm -hmm. And uh, hope you found something to enjoy there. <laughs> I'm exhausted, man. Dude, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Stay classy. Stay classy.